You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Top Podcast. I'm your coach, Jason. Your coach, Danny. Fans, we got a full show for you today, so let's get to it. Little NFL, a little bit about Formula One, and we'll get right into the World Series. But, Danny, on to the sorry Packers and where they lost 27-17 against these Buffalo Bills. I thought it was going to be a drumming, a blowout. This is only a 10-point game, but it felt like a blowout. Aaron Rodgers, 19 for 30 for 203 yards, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones had a good game, 20 carries for 143 yards, mm-hmm. but he was the only one who was really explosive. Um, nobody else really stepped up to a plate. Romeo Dobbs, well, he probably ste- he kind of stepped up. I'll give him some props here. Four catches for 62 yards, a beautiful touchdown catch that he had. Uh, I think if there was any silver lining in this game, Danny, was the fact that after Romeo Dobbs caught this beautiful pass, he went to the sidelines and everybody was really giving him a lot of pound, uh, giving mm-hmm. him a lot of props, a lot of credit, a lot of love. Josh Allen, 13 for 25, 218, two touches, two in- interceptions. Packers just still, they don't look good, man. Fourth straight loss. Who's to say that they can beat the Detroit Lions next week? We'll see. But nonetheless, the Packers this looks awful. What say you, Danny? Aaron Rodgers final game total was kind of misleading because he only had 74 yards in, in the third quarter. And then he had some deep throws, like that one to Dobbs and a few others uh, later in the game. But otherwise, their rushing attack was really good last night. Aaron Jones did his thing, and A.J. Dillon actually had a couple good runs as well. And we talked about that last week where, from my standpoint, you got to get Dillon in a little more involved to offset Aaron Jones. But they had a lot of injuries yesterday as well. Josh Allen's two interceptions, I don't know. This game could have been a lot more lopsided. Mm-hmm. I think there are a couple mm-hmm. decisions Josh Allen made or some throws he made that – are, were uncharacteristic, put it like that, where he had a couple of times where he, one of those interceptions, he could have ran for like 30 yards and he decided to throw it and he threw it to a bunch of Packers. Green Bay stayed close though. They made it at least decent, uh, a decent game at the end, but now they're on to Detroit and Detroit can't stop anybody on defense. So if they don't win this game, yeah, I don't know what they do because Detroit is. <laughs> They just fired some, I think they're DB's coach today. Um, so they're they're reeling as well. Their offense is up and down. They can they scored 27 in the first half. They scored zero in the second half yesterday against Miami. Uh so we'll see what happens next week with Detroit and Green Bay. And then on to your Atlanta Falcons, where they actually won 37-34 against the Carolina Panthers, uh, where they are now four and four. 3-1 at home. Uh, I want to say they're leading the division. What say you? As an Atlanta Falcons fan, this one was one that 
it just smelled of we were about to lose this game. There's that fourth <laughs> quarter collapse. And a couple stats here. Mariota threw actually threw 28 times. That three touchdowns, two picks. Kyle Pitts got a touchdown. Uh, the running game did really well. Huntley led the charge with 91 yards. It's 31-28. We had the ball and within the 10-yard line. We decided to kick a field goal, <clears throat> which gave Carolina the ball back with about 40 seconds left. No timeouts. And P.J. Walker, they're letting him run around and everything. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, here we go. He fired that ball. That'd be like a 60 yard throw. I, I don't have the exact yardage in front of me to DJ Moore. And what do you know? DJ Moore catches the ball with 12 seconds left and just tore everyone, every Falcons heart out, man. They're all hyped up in Atlanta, rise up and everything. And that, that balloon popped. But then there was a key penalty where DJ Moore took his helmet off for excessive celebration. So I pushed him back on the extra point. Carolina missed the extra point. We go to overtime. We get the ball. Mariota throws this wild interception. Carolina brings it all the way back to our 20. Set up for the field goal to win the game. They shanked the field goal. We ended up getting the field goal at the end. And like you said, first place in the NFC South at 4-4. Four and four. And we have the Chargers coming to town next week which will be an interesting game. Yeah. And the Chargers, like I always say, they're the AFC version of us because they can't close the game either. Mm-mm. So this one will be an – it'll be interesting for sure. They're, they'll be coming off a bye, and we have some momentum, but our defense needs to step it up. Our, but we're banged up. Our cornerbacks are all – we have all – most of our cornerbacks are down. So the guys are stepping in. They're trying, but there was some mistake, key mistakes yesterday where they're lucky to get this victory. I mean, very lucky that Panero shanked those two kicks. But today I'm smiling. I'll take that four and four. You know, we got the the Falcon shirt on today, and um, it was almost yep. it was almost tears, Jay. It was almost tears after DJ Moore caught that pass. I was like, oh man, come on. So all in all, great game. If you even if you weren't a Falcons or Panthers fan, it was a great game. Just the back and forth and the drama involved. So here we here we come, Chargers. And Danny, you mean to say this rest of the NFL, one game in particular that I want to highlight. Uh this Saints against the Las Vegas Raiders, Danny. 24 to nothing. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders take the taste as L. You mean tell me you you travel across the country. You don't score nothing, man. Come on, man. I mean, I started to look at this game because I was really intrigued. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see Devontae Adams just go ahead. One catch for three yards. Derek Carr, 15 for 26 for 101 yards in interception. They ended up bringing in uh, Jared Stidham, backup quarterback, 8 for 13 for 72 yards. That was towards the end mm-hmm. where the game was well out of hand. I think they just waved the white flag. Devontae Adams didn't sign up for this. Uh, so this is going to be interesting to see how this goes <laughs> the rest of the way. Uh, I don't know if the coach is going to last the whole season, maybe. Uh, we'll see. 
I wanted to highlight this game. I was just totally surprised. So Jason, I gotta give a shout out to the Seahawks. Boy Geno Smith. Out here wiling out in Seattle. Got those boys in ahead first place in that division. Now you would have told me the Seahawks being in first place after week eight. I would have said, man, you're crazy. But they're playing well. They have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett both played, and they weren't expected to play yesterday against the Giants. They beat the Giants. And um, that was a strong win, man. Another game of note was the 49ers and Rams, where McCaffrey threw a touchdown, ran a touchdown, caught a touchdown. Watch out for San Francisco now because they have depth at the running back position with Jeff Wilson Jr., I'm I'm curious what they do with him at the trade deadline. They might just keep him for depth because he's a great running back or a good running back, I should say. But McCaffrey just gives them an extra element, man, that once D and Debo didn't even play yesterday. And they beat down the Rams like they did uh, 31-14. So great game by McCaffrey, man. They It was close, and then they just put the afterburners on the Rams and beat them down, so. And Danny, speaking of the trade deadline, do you think the Packers should go out and get a receiver? I think they have to. Uh, Watson got hurt yesterday. Cobb is out on IR. And and Sammy Watkins actually went out the game as well, if I'm not mistaken. They They just need somebody. They just need a body, honestly. I don't think they need to do anything crazy because, truth be told, I'm curious what they're thinking in the front office anyway about this season. They are in the NFC. The NFC, there's great opportunity to come back and actually do do some damage here. It's only still week eight. Um, So I'm very curious what the front office is thinking. Is it let's go for it or is it, all right, let's just hang, keep our picks, and get to the offseason and see what happens there. I know there's some receivers out there that – Chase Claypool, I heard, rumored to be out there. Brandon Cooks. So there's actually some decent receivers out there to be um, had. But, I'm, yeah, I'm watching them as well as a few other teams to see if they're going to be buyers or sellers. I, I think, Danny, I think – I've been going back and forth on this. I mm-hmm. think the Packers should consider – this O-line is terrible, man. They're injured. They're in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Even if you get a receiver, the question is, could Aaron get him the ball because he's not protected? So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's something to you know really consider. Do you go for it now or you wait until the offseason to get a good receiver? So we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Now, Danny, on to Formula One and where there has been finally a ruling on the breach. Red Bull was handed a seven million dollar fine with a ten percent wind tunnel reduction. Danny, they already done spent over one hundred forty five million dollars beyond this cap. Another seventy dollars, uh, they ain't gonna hurt nothing. The fine, the penalty should be something with regards to impact to the race, to a specific race, to where there's impact to point, impact mm-hmm. to placing, and that's what a lot of people are saying. Basically. That win last year by Max Verstappen, well, I can't even call it a win. That is tarnished because they cheated. Mm-hmm. So 
what good is it for a fine and it should be like a fit some kind of penalty that's going to mm-hmm. impact the race that's going to impact the eventual final points count so this reeks of this i don't know man this is just not a good thing especially for in my opinion new formula one fans what say you this is like a slap on the wrist <laughs> it's that's all it is yeah this is how how is this ruling going to impact red bull not much Mm-mm. and that was when we first heard about this our thought was okay they can come down actually set an example on red bull and they didn't do anything ultimately we're in you know this season the 2022 season they do the same thing they know the the repercussions now what's stopping them from doing it again and how, there's just too many things going on with that race now that just stand out, that just <laughs> just stink from what happened to Sir Lewis Hamilton and just the overall yeah. race and all these things behind the scenes that are going on that impacted the race that they just swept under the rug, so to speak. And I'm curious to see how some of the actual teams react to this as well. I haven't seen the reaction yet from the team standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's not just Mercedes; it's all these other teams. For Ferrari, Ferrari has Ferrari, indicated, yeah. yeah, they're they're mad about it too. So that's where the backlash has to come from from the other teams to say and stand up to say this was not right and this was too light. Like I said, now now the precedent has been set, and now Formula One's gonna have to deal with this going forward, and all these inconsistencies are just adding up, man. It's just tough to watch. Now, Danny, on to the World Series and where the World Series is tied one game apiece between the Philadelphia Phillies and Houston Astros. Game three is scheduled for tonight, maybe a rain delay or maybe a reschedule. Who you got in this, Danny? Well, Houston's jumped out to 5-0 leads in both games. And obviously game one, they lost the lead. And lost the game. And then game two, they held them off 5-2. I'm going to take the Astros. It's still game three. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. (laughs) I have have no (laughs) other reason. just a gut feel that I think this is one they may steal on Philly. Mm -hmm. Philly has all – they're playing with house money because they stole one in Houston. So now they have home field advantage. But this is where Houston – Gets it back. But the way the Phillies have been playing, man, it's tough to say because mm-hmm. you can't – they never say die. I mean, never say die in these playoffs. Mm-mm. So I would not be surprised if they won, but I'm going to go with Houston in game three. How about you, Jay? Listen, man, I don't know about this one, Danny. I'm pulling for Dusty Baker to get mm-hmm. a ring. Not a Houston fan, per se. Philly has that go get them. So I'm going to have to say – I think Philly might get this one in game three. Okay. But I think Houston's going to come back in game four and tie it up. In terms of the series, it's a pick em for me, man. This is close. This is definitely close. It's close. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. 
can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.